What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 33 of the Coffee Club podcast. Back here in Boulder. We got back yesterday, a nice early morning flight in from Philadelphia after the Penn Relays, which was a cool event. It's a cool. I don't know. It was uh, very interesting. I'm not sure how much everyone was paying attention. Obviously, there was a lot of hype before it. Yep. For weeks leading up to it for uh, multiple reasons. And then it happened, and it was a bit of a letdown in some <laughs> regards. It was very cool in some other regards. Uh, obviously, that's what we're going to talk about today to start off. But uh, before we get going, shout out to our own beans, White Bridge Coffee. Head to coffeeclubpod.com and uh, check out our beans if you want to support us. We're sip sipping on them and uh, they're tasting pretty good. So, yeah, check it out. But, yeah, no more dilly daddling. Pen relays, huh? Dilly daddling. Pen relays. Pen relays. How was what, it? A, what, a, what an experience, guys. Um, yeah, uh, just really <laughs> trying to process it for this pod. To be honest because a lot of the lead up obviously behind the scenes we're trying to scramble um to get that legitimate team out there yeah um, let's let's go through a bit chronologically because yeah. we there was a lot of stuff both from the race standpoint and also the media standpoint if you checked out our last podcast it was from franklin field which is a really awesome experience that we got to have as a as a what i mean i was gonna say as a podcast but we're more than a podcast as a brand as I a, think whatever we are yeah as a brand in a sport where you're not really able to create your own kind of identity in some ways you're kind of latched onto a brand like a shoe sponsor or something like that to be able to create our own identity and be able to portray it um at Penn realize one of the most historic meets in the country it was a pretty special thing and at that point i thought we would like that anything onwards is going to be downhill yeah. from there <laughs> it was a very unique experience in mm. 126 years how many how many podcasts have been filmed from pretty random from <laughs> so random but yeah that's kind of what we said i think we were just like wow why are we here like i mean it's sick it did it's, it's it really did. cool it was a great experience it was great to have on on too and yeah um yeah i thought it was it was fantastic and we got to obviously thank on and the people there that was helping us out to set that up because yeah it was a pretty <laughs> did cool you go experience. back and see jordan and andy pretending to fight i did background? see that yeah <laughs> I, I, that was pretty funny yeah someone someone sent that into my discord a clip of it and they're like what the hell are these guys doing when they're <laughs> yeah. throwing some fake punches that was actually really funny by them but yeah it was really cool thanks to pen relays and all that for having us do that because very cool unique experience that was on the thursday so the thursday for us boys was media duty kind of yeah. weird that that's part of our job now but we had a nice meet and greet where we signed autographs at the pen relays and obviously pen relays is three days i think and across those days there's so many kids competing so there's always a lot of madness a lot of excitement and good energy yeah really good energy i think that's what i would say on dude on thursday after that energy that i received i was like man we're gonna smash this world record <laughs> and i say we even though i wasn't running or anything <laughs> but i was feeling very positive about it but yeah so was i actually <laughs> after the podcast i was like dude we're gonna we're there's, gonna do it there's no way it's not gonna get broken but then yeah so we had that on the thursday and then friday was race day and taking a step back from that as we mentioned or talked about a bit more in depth last time the team for the oac team for the four by mile record attempt was unfortunately not what we wanted it to be I think when you put together an event like that, 
which in theory, a great idea. It would have been amazing to do it at an unsponsored meet, et cetera, et cetera. But the, our team just doesn't have that many bodies. And the reality of pro running is that a lot of people get injured. I've uh, been injured for a long time. Carlos has been injured for a long time. And then George also picked up an injury the week or two before the race. So at that point, you're just scrambling. And I think everyone was being very positive about it. You know, we brought in Tom Elma from Europe. He only got in like two nights before the race or whatever. And then Ben Flanagan was the real last minute call up. And he's training for what a 15k road race or something yeah his i mean his last proper race was a half marathon and he's getting ready for a road 10k yeah so i think at that point you're still telling yourself like yeah we can definitely do it but yeah like there's a bit of oh this might be a little more tricky than we thought it was i don't know what did you think ollie when those guys came in yeah um (laughs) it was interesting because the way the kind of media and the brand held it was like still world record world best whatever attempt still going this like still like a lot of lot of hype around it and at that point i did feel like they were kind of setting us up for failure in that way because if you're attempting something like this particularly where you have a team who is pretty freaking talented try and go for it before and just miss it and we don't even have our like proper milers in this field like it's it's a bit of a yeah set up for, for failure kind of thing and i personally and i i spoke to both ben and tom really thanked them um because to be like to take away from your schedule particularly for individual like an individual sport it is to go and do a team thing of a team that you're not even a part of um but a brand kind of requirement to come down and run a race at a world record or world best attempt it's it's nerve-wracking and there's a lot of pressure and you've just literally been thrown into the fire kind of so for ben and tom to to come down and do that with joe and i i really give them a lot of respect and thank them for that because at the end of the day like they didn't have to do that and um it was on you know um it was on the whole kind of organization method uh, situation sorry to kind of either cancel it or maybe just let it go but Tom and Ben, you know, put their hands up and helped us be a part of it. And me leading into it, my expectations weren't um, great because if you look at the guys from the Oregon team who went for it, they're all probably in fantastic shape. They had the light pacing. They had pieces in the race and um, they were just off it. Like we really had no pacing. We had probably, a, uh, you know, middle of the night, oh, not middle of the night, but late night. We had guys flying in from Europe. We had guys that weren't mile special, specialists. So really for us it was just about seeing what was going to happen and giving it a, a crack in, in yeah. the day yeah there definitely i brought up a couple of questions that i want to ask you guys specifically about it i think firstly slightly more minor as soon as that race started it was just like wait why the fuck isn't there a pacer because they went out in 209 through 800 so after one lap you already know the record is off yeah and the, the <laughs> I, I was questioning that so much like how maybe we were talking about it like either during the race or like right after we were like wait what stopped us having to pace it because even like matt led off in the oregon relays and the whole point of the oregon team being in there was to pace the first leg and like get it going yeah that's that's a no-brainer yeah and you don't even need a team you need one person to run two laps three laps maybe and the thing is the rest of the teams like the dublin track club um empire and the Penn track club were all These gauging yeah i I thought anyway yeah um they were gauging off off of us 
of us and Ben was a deer in headlights, a guy that hasn't run a mile out hard, you know, with without any pace. So like you can't expect a guy like that to be a oh yeah, I'm gonna gonna clock off um fifty nine straight away. Like he didn't know what he was doing either. So it was kind of a bit of a bit of a shit show. And after the first lap, um because a lot of the Irish guys were there from the old record, they were all calling each other up saying they're looking at me because I was in the last leg. It's like he's not in world record shape, and then they they looked at me and laughed, and I was like, oh shit, because like yeah. at that point they're just you know the record's gone and, and and just turned into a race from then on. Yeah, and as you guys both said, yeah, every other team was just trying to win or to beat us. Like that was oh, they weren't going rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. Rightfully yeah. so. They didn't, Absolutely, they didn't say they're going for world record. Yeah, we made the big. They were, they were turning up for that big prize money that was that was offered to the winner. So yeah, and um, they had no obligation to go to the front no. and push the pace. And Ben had and Ben like didn't have any support he didn't or really system either. or structure to yeah. to set him up for that. So really, it was just like we're walking into a complete. Yeah, that that's a that's a disaster. minor thing when you're like, yeah, I should probably have sorted that out before the race. That's a definitely a misstep and a big learning thing for next time you go for it when i was watching it it was so clear that at 800 ben saw the pace and it was 209 through 800 and then he was like shit yeah because like, he was he was just running with the pack up to that point and then at 800 he made he was just all out because i think he did 209 and 156 or 157 and he was just all out in his last two laps like trying to bring it back down he, but, yeah, yeah 158 i think you're in 407 yeah, yeah but at that point it's like so hard and then tom got it and yeah we were speaking to tom uh before it even and he was struggling with jet lag stuff because oh. he came in from europe so that race was 3 a.m 4 a.m for him and he had really high heart rate in the two days leading up to it but he was still going to go give it like his best attempt which he did i'm pretty sure he went through 1200 in like 255 or 256, something 256 255 and then he yeah. just like he said, the, he said the last lap he said he was in so much pain like it was just it just sucked and again yeah like <laughs> He was extremely nervous beforehand. Uh, I was able to run with him after um, the next day on Saturday, and he was just extremely nervous and extremely worried about like running. He's like, "I'm gonna run off adrenaline." I'm like, he's he's just worried about being able to run even under four. And this is a guy that was people like from the on team would like, "This guy's gonna run like under four easy." It's like, well, it's not that easy, it's particularly really when you're in a situation when you get in from two days from Europe. He can't. He can't get any good sleep, and he's just completely wrecked. Like, it's just. The, I just felt bad for him because you're thrown into the fire there, and he really yeah. gave it his best shot. And I have a lot of respect for him. For it, that. Said, it said a lot about Tom and Ben showing up at all. Oh, as, <laughs> as characters, yeah, yeah. Like they're they're incredible people for doing that. And again, yeah, they did not have any obligation. They did it purely off because they're good blokes. So. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets to Joe, and then Ollie, and you guys both ran like very good but at that point when the record wasn't on anymore i think it was just about winning joe had a pretty big gap to make up to the irish team which he did and then he he handed off to ollie in a really good spot and ollie just kind of ran away with it and then didn't i don't know did you shut it down on the last lap or yeah you, yeah so well i mean like i i can tell if so joe ran 358 had a great like decent leg for him probably not like what he wanted obviously but he handed off to me just in front of um, the Dublin track guy, who's also an incredibly accomplished Maya, Marla. Sean Tobin. Sean Tobin. And uh, I kind of just thought, I'm not going to make this a race. So I just went pretty pretty controlled and relaxed, but hard. 
And then with a lap to go, I knew I had such a big gap. I was like, I have no motivation to close this race. Like, I just, I don't, I just don't. You didn't want to get under Cooper Tears 353? <clears throat> no. I just had no... <laughs> I, li- I, I wasn't even thinking... I didn't know... Number one, I didn't know how fast I was running. Okay, yeah. Um, I could have been running 357. It was just impossible to tell. 352. Because huh. like, all saying. the splits were off. And really. I kind of looked in the last lap and I looked at Ritz. And Ritz is... Because we were doing a pretty hard workout after it anyway. Ritz just looked at me and he said, just win. Like, don't. And I just kind of ran it, ran it in and, and it was a 355, which was pretty, like, I was very happy with that. Anyway, um, and I did mention, like, 353 for Cooper was, like, an incredible anchor. Like, it's probably one of the best I've seen for a mile in a relay. So 355 for me with shutting it down the last lap, I thought was, was great. Um, but at that point, yeah, like, we're just running to win. And the motivation was extremely low when it's, you know, pretty late at night and people have turned up. There wasn't many people there, but the people that did turn up were expecting a world, like even close to a world best, and we were very far off it. So, yeah, sixteen oh four was the final time, which is still was that the fourth fastest all time or something? Eight, eight all time, eighth all time, seventh or eighth? Yeah, eighth all time. So, not the worst thing ever, but obviously I, not that many not, people go for it. It's not, but it's also like how many four by miles are run? Yeah, <laughs> not many. So if you if you're going to be top ten all time, you're probably running close to sixteen yeah nice. i thought it looked like there was a chance to run 15 something once you and joe got it which i thought would have salvaged a little bit but then it, it's so hard to like re- look into what the splits are and it, that ended up not being close yeah. either that would have been pretty crazy like that would have been cool yeah but, i honestly thought joe ran quicker i thought he was running quicker than 358 Really? He yeah. also said he had no clue. He didn't know if he was running like fifty sixes or sixty twos. Mm. Like he's just out there on the back straight. It's like I dark. You there's couldn't. No one there. You couldn't tell. <laughs> it's anything. like there's not a clock at the line. There's just a guy yelling out. The frustration. Random splits. Was there a lot after afterwards? I think particularly yeah. between Joe and I because we've been uh, actually not me. I think Joe was the one that should be frustrated because he's obviously got a big race coming up. Sound, obviously, 5K, which we'll get into, but more of the 10K US trials. And this guy is seen as a workhorse. But honestly, he should be preparing for something bigger than trying to go for a world best attempt when you don't have a team. It's just like, it's a bit like, it's a bit disheartening. So we did a workout afterwards and Joe... Uh, you guys crushed. Yeah, we crushed the workout. <laughs> um, it was like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And Ritz is like... Because Ritz was a bit emotional about it too because he felt like... He kind of put us out there and we made us look a bit stupid, a bit embarrassing. And he was like, he apologized for it. And I was like, Ritz, this is not your yeah. fault. You know, you do, you kind of have the same boat as us. We kind of do what we're told with this situation, but we, we, we crushed this workout and Joe just, looked Just great. both running off angst. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it was like, I was pretty like, I was pretty content afterwards. Cause like, it's just the way it is. But then after it kind of, we, we sat and we did a workout. We really got into the bit of the angst and it was, uh, it was cool to share felt that good. with Joe. Yeah, it felt pretty felt good. good. You go to the felt, dark side. Felt pretty good. But even after like, and social media, I think was big around these, these mile world best and whatever. Cause I got messages saying that, it, uh, you know, we were embarrassment and like people were, people were messaging you that people were giving us, um, like who? Shit. Like high schoolers? Just high, yeah. Just like, just like general fans of the sport where there was this anticipation expectation that we, yeah, that will, I would say, we never like said that was going to be easy. We never said that. Yeah. But the expectation was put there by 
media sources. And and including us. I mean, I, well, titled, I titled the last video world, world record. Yeah. Attempt. And we did, and we, clicks. and we did try to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to get the clicks <laughs> and we did try to go for it, but we never, I, I think when people see that and it's like, Oh, they're like going to get it. They're going to get it. And then we just were nowhere near and people were just roasting us, particularly with the, uh, the Oregon situation as well. Cause I've voiced my opinion about that very strongly. And yeah, people were just giving me shit for it. And you know yeah. what? At the end of the day, that's their right. Yeah. And my right is to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that I wanted to get into more is the coverage of it. It's, it's such an awkward spot mm. for on who's putting on the event and has all the athletes running and everything, because yeah, at some point, I mean, the whole time they're putting out this very strong messaging to try to get it as much attention as possible. Cause that's their job as marketers or whatever. But then at some point it almost becomes a little bit dishonest if, you know, one hundred percent. It was one hundred percent. I think it, I think it started fairly dishonest. Whenever it was announced a few months ago, I don't think you were even running. No, like you literally hadn't started running, and they'd announced that our team was attempting a four by mile. No, and I was we reversing Newbury Park. That was the announcement. Yeah. It's like on like, athletics. You hadn't even Newbury done a workout. In I was like very months. surprised when my name was put out. And your there. photo <laughs> was on the website. Is like it just shows yeah. you a bit disconnected. Hasn't, hasn't done a single workout yet, but he's attempting yeah. a world best in a couple months' time. And it, sh it just it shows a bit of disconnect. And the thing is, if you guys listen to this every week, like you kind of know where we are. Like, well, you well, know we, we try is. yeah we try to be as honest with everything yeah. as possible like and yeah. people and pe people can like connect the, the dots they would like understand that morgan has been coming back and they're doing this big announcement about well best attempt you'd probably think well why yeah have they not like addressed yeah. it but i think that's why we've tried to be transparent in that factor because we weren't you like we weren't certainly hiding where we were we were very very upfront with it yeah it's just the way the the media and the brand kind of pushed it and yeah that's the way it goes you want to get clicks you want to get people involved and, and i'm sponsoring that meet they want to get excitement and people around it so yeah it might have been different if after the announcement every every team in the country said oh yeah shit that sounds like a good idea jump in i'll come to that mm -hmm. like i'll come to that and it would have been great i mean like half a dozen teams all said yeah that's a good idea i keep advocating this it would have been fantastic it would have been and that's why i was pissed off about the oregon thing because if everyone turned up and we got smashed someone probably would have broken the world best and have been great for the sport but considering those two separate relays regardless of them getting it or not getting it it was just yeah but the fact that no one did reply it was radio silence that should have been a little bit of a signal should have been a warning yeah that maybe you know this is gonna be harder than we and thought maybe the time of year the organizers well as, are not on the same page yeah, the time of year well as the other athlete commitments as well as people being healthy or not healthy like there's all these factors and like you like you said guys before getting four guys on the line healthy from a team is actually a daunting task from a team of five well i mean <laughs> yeah from any team from any team and especially our team, team. let alone a team of only five yeah, especially yeah. our team yeah yeah so it's it's a daunting task and they were just, I think it was just a bit of a, um, bit of a misfire. Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it obviously I think everyone had good intentions, but that, I mean, that's, you can, you could say that about anything. You could yeah. probably say that about Hitler we had if you good, wanted to. I mean, we had good intentions and I got, <laughs> I, don't know. I got blasted and roasted on social media. So yeah, like, so that's why I felt so bad for you because the, the thing is, I, and I don't even think when the brand continued to push it, I don't think, cause even I was convinced that you guys could do it before it. You know, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm just a positive person. I don't know, but I really did. Think an optimist. You, I, maybe I'm an optimist. I don't know. I really thought that you guys could do it. So I, when I when I like put the title of the video, like world record attempt, 
I'm literally thinking like, yeah, these guys are attempting the world record. I'm not, I'm not thinking at that point, oh, these guys are probably not going to get it, but I'll put this anyway because it sounds good. Like yeah. I literally am thinking well, these I, guys are going to Joe, Joe had belief as well. And I, I got a bit of slim of hope too because I've never seen Tom uh, run a mile yet. And, I, and, you know, I get this hype and all these people are saying these things to me and it does sink in sometimes. You're thinking, oh yeah, this could be a potential aspect. I know Ben Flanagan is a talented and classy runner himself and he's run under four. So like he could pull it out. Like there's all these what ifs kind of situations. Yeah. Like I, the only people that I knew could do it was me and Joe, like a hundred percent with Ben and Tom, like they'd just been thrown into the fire. And I'm like, okay, this could be a gamble. It is. It was a gamble. Yeah. Running is kind of always like that. It's, it's kind of similar to if you look at a start list and you look at everyone's PBs in your head, you're assuming everyone's in PB shape and you're like, man, this field is stacked. Everyone's going to run so fast. And then you get to the race and maybe the top five people, run their pbs or run at that level and mm. then and then another third of the field runs average and another third of the field runs poor it's never mm-hmm. it's never everyone's showing up running and everyone's running their best that's just not the reality but i think it's 100 percent right and ray gave me that advice literally the day the night before the race he really? kind of sat me down and we're talking about the relay and stuff and he said yeah he said when we went for it he uh mentioned that like they were all just 350 351 average miles right and they ran 357 average in the relay they weren't really going for it they just blew it up they just everything fit right the stars the stars the stars aligned aligned and they were like hot shots the next year feeling that they're gonna smash it even more they got beaten by the americans really yeah so like he just told me he's like relays everything has to click like it's not like a four by one or four by four way like one leg can like because it's so short right a four by mile like with time particularly for world record like this is you have to be like everything everything has to, has to yeah. fit into place and when people say oh if morgan and george were super healthy and fit and ready to go we could have smashed it it's like well i now don't think i can say that because even if we're all healthy and ready who knows what will happen yeah you know? we could drop the baton like there's, there's just a lot of factors i definitely think we could do it but it's still you got to respect the challenge and that i think is what the Oregon Ducks did and what we've done. So hopefully next year people are like, it's a challenge. Let's, let's, let's tackle it. Let's try and go after yeah. it. So hopefully it brings in hype, but yeah, it was a bit of a, bit of yeah. a misfire on our, on our part. Definitely still think it's a cool idea, a cool concept, but 100%. the execution of it just has to be done pretty differently. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I hope that wasn't too negative. I think that was, no, I think it was just a, as a, it was a positive construction, constructive, um, look on it because yeah, reflecting on you reflect on it and like you have to give what is there yeah and that's what was there <laughs> yeah so yeah that, that was that i we should definitely shout out what happened before the four by mile was we had our teammate sage herder in the 800 and she actually the highlight of the meet she she, she girl bossed that shit yeah. i don't know if i'm allowed to say that but she girl bossed the shit out of that she i'm she, unreal she's been it's so badass yeah, yeah if you know sage she's like ready to go like she's like revving she's she's the type of athlete who loves to run fast and loves to rip it and as if you're at that level she hasn't i think her pb was too flat like too low and so obviously like every single time she runs an 800 she's like i want to break two i want to break two i want to break two and this is her outdoor season opener so it's you know big deal yeah it's like just get it going but she was not messing around at all if you watched her race she went with the pacer and the whole rest of the field didn't go with the pacer so by 400 and at 600 she already had a massive gap she went through 458 and then held it on for 159 and just like she looked so good yeah Yeah. that was the first i mean she had to shut her indoor season down because she picked up an injury before usa's had to scratch usa's and like a chance at going to worlds 
and then this is her first race back from that freaking i didn't even think baller. about that she, yeah. she she fucked it up it was awesome it was it was so sick because like i think after the race we were down just getting ready for the mile for one mile and she was like that was that's the most met like uh oh crap i'm gonna miss the word but that's the most valuable 0.3 second or point whatever second pb that she's had because yeah. like breaking that barrier for her was like such a big deal and seeing ritz and her celebrate that was like okay okay that's a, there's a win there we're good because <laughs> like yeah. Dude, I, I, think, re- I remember breaking two that was hard as hell it's hard as hell man <laughs> and like yeah we gotta we gotta get morgan to break too but sage has been grinding away and like we've been watching and witnessing it as teammates of hers and it's fantastic to see those results come finally for her and I'm yeah. excited for the rest of the season because she's, yeah, she's just on. Yeah. Yeah. I think a couple of things with it. One, for her to do it at Penn is really cool as well because she's an East Coast girl from yep. New York. She so. lived in um, Philly for two years as well. Yeah. Like her, I'm pretty sure her family was all there and, and I think she had a lot of supporters there. So that was really cool. She, yeah, she raced Penn relays in high school and all that. And then I think, yeah, when you open your season like that, running 159 with no competition obviously she had good she had really good pacemaking actually like credit Mm -hmm. to the pacemaker but you still don't have the same competition and it's the first race of the year so i think when you open your season like that uh, i mean who knows exactly what's going to happen but your your ceiling is super high so i think she can do really well especially throughout the rest of the season going into usa's etc like if you're if you're a 159 person at the start of the season i think you can obviously be top three at usa's and make worlds and all do all that so She's definitely on the right track for right now. It's going to be very interesting and exciting to see it play out. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about from Penn? Uh, Carmella's 1500. Oh, it yeah. was cool to see Carmella because um, 10K girl yeah. going to a 1500 with actually like really good 1500 meter girls, like pretty daunting. And she held her own, was able to PB. Um, which did, pretty, she, did she run 420? She ran 420. Which we like. Nice. We like that. But <laughs> I think she was hoping to be under 420. She but was. she got a she got a PB nonetheless and she seemed pretty good good positive feedback from it. So and anyway, like to get to get to race at Penn is pretty exciting. So um that was cool to see her and we went out to the field and supported her and that was um pretty awesome. Um Yeah. Yeah, but other than that I think Penn just Penn is Penn, you know? Yeah. You got the relays that were pretty exciting. Um That's how that's how other one of our other takeaways was when Carmela raced, it was 2 p.m. on Saturday, which is the peak of the meet. So exciting. I don't know what the audience is, but it's probably like 40,000, 50,000. And they just love racing. Like they don't they don't care about times really or anything. They just absolutely love racing. And so the four by mile was on Friday night, which was un- also unfortunately a bit of a misstep with it because mm. the crowd wasn't really there anymore. So I think next time you wanna you wanna if it's a trying to make a big deal out of it, you want to hold it at those peak times, which is Friday, Saturday in the afternoon. Uh, the if you saw any of the college races that were during that time, for example, the college four by mile, I, I we weren't in the stand for that because we were back at the hotel. But oh my god, it was packed. I can't I can't imagine how crazy this the because that was a race where there was still like six to eight teams in it with one lap to go. Our boy Owen Hacker unfortunately took a big fall. With took a big fall. Took a to tumble. Go. Tumble. Two then, two falls in that race. Two falls in that race, and then like a massive kick down, like four yeah. teams on the final straight. So exciting! It's just awesome. Like that's what Penn's all about, you know. And that's what Morgan and I experienced when we went Penn. And it's just a shame that you, hopefully next time they could squeeze in a, a world best attempt <laughs> when there's a bit of a crowd there. Because if you know, like when we were there, um, we noticed 
that um, people just geeing up for everything. Like yeah. when they when the commentator was saying like, and they're going for this and they're going for that, and they have like an Olympian here and even the people, long jump. You know, yeah. events that you wouldn't think that a crowd would like events that would be harder for a crowd to follow. They're still following them, and they get and they're getting like really loud and really like into it. Like the uh, atmosphere there is yeah. just unreal someone was saying it was like the loudest high jump competition they'd ever heard <laughs> just because like yeah. everyone's already there and yeah. they've got the high jump on so everyone's like yeah why yeah. not yeah i'll yeah. cheer for that 100 percent. you can you can imagine how crazy it would have been when usain bolt was there oh my god there were so many jamaican fans yeah they all the had the flags so much, and stuff like black and black and green and yellow Dude, the jamaican the prime minister was there yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw him walk past and it was like there. all the security and we're like what the hell and yeah. it was we didn't know who it was <laughs> I mean, like, also, you know, Devin Allen, who is signing with um, the Eagles for NFL, like, he did his hurdle race, and he's walking through, and, like, we're literally, like, right there next to it. There's just, like, this crowd of photographers and videoers yeah. and, like, security walking through, and you think this guy's, like, the president. It's just, like, it was just crazy how many people were there. It was awesome. What's our Devin Allen Coffee Club fun fact? He follows um, us. He follows us. So yeah, he follows De- us Devin, on Instagram. Devin Allen, the legend, follows us. Thanks, Thanks for the follow, bro. Um, yeah, I don't know if he listens, but he follows us in his yeah. so I'll take it. I'll take it. And like this guy's a legend, and he raced pretty. It was a pretty sick race as well to watch. Dude, okay, I. This is a bit of an aside. I'm so surprised that he's still racing hurdles now that he's signed I, with a pro well, football team. It's funny because Jason, who is our guy, that's the magician, looks after our bodies and stuff. Um, based in Michigan, he was mentioning it to me like he's been running like straight like for a long time right like most of his career and now he's going to a sport where there's so much more agility moving like side to side like you can imagine his training is just going to change drastically yeah it'll be interesting to see how he goes yeah i'm excited i hope he does really well but it's going to be i think it's gonna be pretty pretty hard challenge to to transition you think he would have started training for that he he might have already I (laughs) i just can't believe that they're letting him do it from an injury risk standpoint because hurdles and sprinting you're putting Mm. a lot to your body and the crazy thing is is he's running so amazing like i think he ran under 13 Point two or around somewhere around yeah, like you're 13, 13, 11. 11. Yeah. yeah and that's like that's I don't like think he's lost a race yet this season <laughs> that's like that's like you know that's like crazy freaking good times that's like he's he's he's, he's freaking good man maybe yeah. soon he must have put that in his contract something yeah. about being able to finish the season or run some part of the season he has a rookie deal right oh i guess he just probably really wants to race worlds in eugene that actually makes a lot of sense I mean, I don't oh, know if he'll yeah. still be, if he'll still be yeah. able to because they'll be in summer training. But I mean, he freaking went to Oregon and yeah. he's in the U.S. That's gonna the potential for him to go and compete and do well there and like that would be the most amazing thing. Itself and like just getting that fan engagement, yeah, pretty freaking. And I guess I, I guess for the Eagles that'd be cool as well. It's good hype. I mean, that's true. why he raced the pen. I'm guessing is because it's in Philly, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. Imagine he could wear the, the Eagles sponsored by Nike. Could he wear yeah. like an, an, I think Eagles, they are. an Eagles I think they are. jersey? That'd be pretty cool. We'll, we'll get a coffee club Imagine sticker that. and stick it somewhere on him <laughs> as well. Just for... I'm sure he's retained his Nike contract or maybe it's even gone up. I don't know. <laughs> it could have gone up. It sounds like everything he does, his profile is only going up. Yeah. So. I mean, he's only a positive and influence in the sport. So Yeah, he's he's Definitely a guy that deserves it and earns it. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. So, oh, we're little little Devin Allen fanboy. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, so that's Penn. I think. I mean, we'll, the thing is, we'll be back there because I mm. think on sponsorship is four years. Did yeah. You, did you know as well? I was speaking to the one of the guys that um, runs that kind of deal. Apparently, Nike had sponsored that meet for twenty five years until on just signed it. Yeah, it's kind of. I didn't even know it was a Nike meet. It was a Nike meet for twenty five years. Well, I mean, obviously there's like Toyota and all, that, but like Nike was like the yeah. other. Yeah, like the shoe, the, the, shoe the sports brand sponsor. Yeah, so like On's got it now for four years, and hopefully, I mean, it's hard. It's it's a big daunting task to be able to sponsor that meet, and, and the next few years will be interesting to see how it goes. But I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I think I think we're we're hoping that 
we're just able to kind of get better and better in terms of like what our requirements there and the racing that we do. Like it's not like 100% that we're going to be racing a four by mile there every year. Like mm-hmm. we, they float the ideas of just doing open events or whatever. So it'd be interesting to see how it progresses from like our perspective. Be a mile maybe. Be a mile. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I would love to do a be a mile in front of that crowd because that would G me up. That oh would my be so God. sick. Shit, they would love that. Oh, just so to see like we just don't rock up. <laughs> And these people just running through and they're like, what are these guys? Like, the, And then they don't explain it either. They're just like, you just do it in the yeah. stopping describe. They don't like, say anything. <laughs> Imagine if they had a professional BMI just right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be mean, cool, I thought. It could be a corporate thing too. You could get the corporate people to run that and something. I don't know. 100%. I, after we talked about it two episodes ago or whatever, and then people put in their comments what Corey Belmore's world record is for the BMI, I'm so intimidated. It's like under 430, right? It's so crazy. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, my goal would be to like go under 510 or something like. And if you went under 510, I think that'd be a ridiculous effort. Yeah, I think that would be like, that'd probably get me a, a beer deal. My, my <laughs> <laughs> Dude, who's, uh, who's Molly sponsored by? Molly Sayo? She's got a new beer sponsor. Michelob, I think. Oh, really? Oh, That's true. big time. <laughs> it's real big time. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll work our way there, I guess. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, getting the BMI world record is definitely uh, probably the good first step to take to to try to get that. So is yeah. Corey Belmore sponsored by beer? I don't, be I don't. I don't know. I mean, he has an Adidas contract, right, for running the beer mile. <laughs> he did. He did. I mean, it's pretty cool that he was doing the. I wonder how much beer he was drinking when he was like <laughs> full time, full professional serious runner. It's light beer, right? So like, it's pretty much yeah. just hydrating. Well, it has to be a certain percentage. It has to be yeah. at least. It can't be like super light. I think it's probably like two percent. It's like four and a half. It has to be around five percent. Something like that. Something like Like just a normal beer. Peronis. That'd be my uh, beer of choice. What what, what would your beer of choice be, George? Um, Coronas, Peronis. I guess Corona Five. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Corona know if you go down to pretty well. Either. Corona would be a on a, a warm day, a put the lines one. in there. Yeah, <laughs> as long as there's one little bit, you had to put it like on on the line. You put yeah. in the line, man. What would you, Morgan? You probably don't. I'd say fuck the beer. I do it with Smirnoff Ices. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'd be so much easier. Like you'd be you get, like when you the get, sugar, the sugar would fuck you when up. you get hit after the race. You'd get hit so much harder. Yeah, but I think during the it. race, it'd be a lot easier. I don't. But obviously, that's probably illegal. But we'll find out. Yeah, well, we hopefully after the season we do something cool like that and we take a video. I don't know if like for our profiles and stuff. If actually, you know, people like the beer mile. That's definitely acceptable. I think it's acceptable. Yeah, maybe yeah. we do it pre OAC gala, like in the afternoon. Oh, like oh, a pre game, yeah, like a pre game, yeah, yeah. and we can That's invite great, other yeah. people to come and do the race. You know what Ooh. we could do? So our next place has a big backyard. We could do some circuit like around like we just run the, the block, area. see them measure out the block. Because <laughs> that's what they like, would do in Madison. There was just a random park where all the college kids would go and drink and they would just do a beer mile there. And it was just like four laps of the park. It was pretty cool, pretty fun. So yeah. All right, that's uh that's the pen What's recap the pen? I think. Pen recap. Um onwards. On, yeah, onwards and upwards from here. This com- upcoming weekend we have the sound running does this meet have like a real name or is it just we just oh, it's, uh well the, isn't it the track meet it's a track meet or was that the last one but it's like the last one was the 10 there's different i think this one's called the track meet but, but different they're, they're super creative yeah, yeah. different <laughs> races have different sponsors because i think the met the men's is the oac five thousand meters and the women's is like the coro is five thousand meters. like there's like interesting different names for each event but i think on's the overall sponsor on's the overall sponsor yeah so it's straight gonna, back into it yeah all right, back into gas no breaks all gas no breaks these boys are heading there i'm staying here in boulder to train and try to get better at running uh well george not 100 percent yet i guess we'll find out ollie's going there to pace joe which has been on the cards for a long time i yeah. think i think as soon as joe 
finish pacing you. He was like, all right, can't wait for you to pace me now. <laughs> Cash in that Monopoly chip. <laughs> Back in, was that November? That was December. December, yeah. He paced George and I and did a fantastic job doing it. Paced us on 3,800 meters, I think he paced us. Yeah. Did a fantastic yeah. job and um, yeah, I'm, I'm here to return the favor. Yeah, so Joe is in stellar shape. He's obviously had a couple of bumps in terms of his injury and he had COVID as well, but overall in great shape and his whole season pretty much is all around trying to make the 10k team Mm -hmm. but this is obviously a really good way to prepare it try to do a quick 5k race get the standard so it's not like he's trying to break 13 or anything in this race well i guess we should talk about how the race has kind of changed because a certain somebody got top dog (laughs) big dog a big dog a heavy hitter you could say you could say say. (laughs) you could say heavy hitter i can't wait for us to to go down to um as an OAC, you know, like, oh, you know, it's going to be great. We've got all the merch and everyone's going to be there. And then there's this Yucca Binga and gold medalist hanging around the corner and yeah. everyone's going to be swamping towards him. Yeah, but he is, he is entered in the 5,000 meters. So from what I've been told so far, they haven't changed the pacing. I think he's going to be doing the same. As, what, what's the pacing? The pacing is going to be thir- 1310. So it's 755? So 755 through 3K and then I'll hopefully go for 4K. I probably have to talk to Ritz about Maybe it Maybe finish first. the race, who knows? Who know. knows? Um, but mo- I'll, mo- mo- a bit of more mid, 4,600 4, meters. <laughs> flex on him. Could see, could see. Um, but yeah, I'll probably pace for as long as they want me to and then I'll pop off and then the, go, the boys will go racing after that and try and go to close down that time. But the field is, is interesting because it's like yeah. very, there's like a couple of, as you would say, heavy hitters hanging up there who else who, who, else who, who, are your, who are your heavy hitters in there? my heavy hitters so my uh ollie hawes morgan mcdonald heavy hitters uh <laughs> my heavy hitters <laughs> would be um probably joe clecker probably certified Cert- heavy certified hitter. heavy hitter um then i would have yucca binger brisson I think um, Abdi Hamad is a heavy hitter. I think he's going to run something good. Yeah, we should, we should mention that there's a bunch of collegiates going yeah. for... Yeah, they, I don't know is if it Jesse going... any of you guys? Yeah, I think so. I think it when is. When I say a bunch, I mean, <laughs> I mean Abdi and Nico and his Drew Buzz <laughs> Mike, as well. The Mike, yeah. the Mike Smith uh, train is stopping in at that station. And I tell you what, people are going to be waiting there to blow that whistle because it's <laughs> going to be an exciting time for the NAU lads. Yeah, the Rogue is coming. We'll get Mike Smith on the pod. Yeah, we'll get we'll get Smithy on the pod. <laughs> Smithos. Smith Smithos. Um, you know, that's what we call him. Yeah, so I, there's actually a few guys, but I looked through the list and there's like just a lot of names there that have ranging from like 13 minutes down to 13 30 13 40 you know so. you know who we didn't mention who we do take a guess we didn't mention someone important relevant to ollie oh yeah my my oh, my, my best oh, friend josh kerr josh kerr <laughs> so josh josh <laughs> kerr heavy hitter? He's, a, he's a certified heavy hitter in the 5k it's going to be interesting i have to say that because this race is going to be a lot quicker and i feel like josh what has, has he run? He's run like 13, 22? 22. I don't know if he's run under 30. He's run, yeah, sure. he's run 30. He's definitely run quick. Low 20s. Definitely run quick. Definitely run quick. And I think he closed pretty hard as well. Yeah, I think he did. Actually. Um, sure he did. But it's 13, 20s. And I think, I mean, I can't say obviously because we don't know, but I, I would assume that Kerr's probably in 13, oh, something shape probably because this guy's obviously doing it for a reason. I think he's going to the race knowing that people like Joe and people like Jakob and Abdi Hamad, they're, they're going to be looking to push it down probably around the teens to under 13.10. That's what the pace is. So Is, is Ribeye? Ribeye is in it. Ribeye, Ribeye is in it, yeah. Ribeye. Ribeye, Ribeye. <laughs> the tinfoil guys are in it. 
Oh, yeah. Sam Parsons and Drew Hunter. Yeah. Tim Foyle. Tim Foyle Elite. Tim Foyle Elite. And then I don't think Bowel Movement Track Club has anybody in there. But <laughs> They might be in there. I wonder if they'll go in the 1500. They might go the 1500. It seems like the type of meet that they would go run yeah, the 1500. I don't, I don't think, they don't need to run a 5K, really, the Bowel Movement Track I think, Club. I think this is where they did one last year. Yeah. yeah. They, and they've done, a, they've done a little 10K already, so they're fine. They've ticked a couple of boxes. Ticked a couple of, ticked a couple of boxes. <laughs> but it's going to be a cool race. I'm excited to be able to pace it. And... I'm excited for Joe. I how, think it's going to be great. How do you feel about pacing a couple of your biggest rivals? <sighs> I'm excited. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like there's something about a power move doing it that. Is, it is kind it's of It's a bit of a power move. move. And like, I mean, yeah, Josh and Josh and Jakob, um, great guys. Love them. But I'm going to enjoy What are, what are you going to tell them on the start line? You're going to say something funny. I, I'm actually line. hoping that I could wear a Coffee Club t-shirt. and <laughs> Not again. <laughs> just That's your pacing uniform. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not racing. I'm sure. uh, just pacing. And I'd love to be uh, looking at the line. It's like, yeah, so, um, you know, the, I mean, if I get the question, why aren't you racing? It was like, oh, you know, I'm just... I, I just feel like I should work out. Yeah. And then just do 4K at 13 temp. Yeah. <laughs> if I can. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty hard. Um, 63s for 400. But... I mean, yeah, I feel like there's some sort of a power move there where you're pacing those two guys when you actually race them in another event. But um, I don't, I don't really care. I, I like being able to help out people in that regard, regardless. Have, have Obviously, got, teammates' cool. preference, but it's cool to be able to contribute in some way when you can, if you're not racing. Have we got confirmation on whether there's lights or not? I don't. I thought there would be, but there might not be. I don't need lights because always the lights. <laughs> I am the lights. I'm also like I know for a fact that if I just run on not angst but zen, um, <laughs> I'll be able to hit 63s like clockwork. Changes everything. Nah, but I think Ritz will be able to help me quite a bit, and obviously there'll be people there to keep me in line and in check, and uh, I hopefully won't let the let the fellas down. So you know, there's a chance I'll be I'll be joining. Yeah, you. there's a chance yeah, that gonna... George will help me out, but we're just gonna see with. We're gonna do a little workout tomorrow and, yeah. and see see if I'm if I'm ready for that. There's a great not. there's a great Kipchoge quote that I saw today when we were at the gym was uh, I don't run with my legs I run with my mind and my heart and I was like legs are just going the fuck bro yeah what about me <laughs> what about me bro I did so much I did so much shit for you man just like, ran 26 miles <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of tired yeah but, but yeah just run with your heart and your and your mind George and you don't need to worry about your legs legs will be fine I'll be fine man mm. yeah. One thing that is interesting is we haven't heard specifics from the man himself, Jakob Mingebritsen, about like what his intentions are for this race. You mean Jay? I call him Jay. You can't <laughs> wait. Shut up. Jakob Mingebritsen, Jay. So the thing with JJ. The thing with Jay. JJ Cobb Salad, yeah. Yeah. The thing with Jay is that. Ingi, actually, is my other Ingi. name. Ingi. Ingi's really cute. That's yeah. probably what his girlfriend calls him. Are they a girlfriend? Or are they engaged? I mean, I, mean I think engaged. Engaged. They are, you, they are. Have, have you been invited to the wedding? <clears throat> I'm still Best waiting. Man. For, I'm, still, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for my um my letter in in the post. Um, it takes a while to get from Norway. Also, I'm moving, I'm moving houses, so I'm just gonna let him know when I'm. It might get like, Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get I'm lost. I'm just gonna in the mail. before the line. I'm just gonna give him a tab and say, "Hey, mate, just letting you know, like I'm moving house. So, like with that invitation for the wedding, you can just send it to this address." Yeah, but the thing is, it's kind of crazy to think about the fact that he's so good that he's. He's doing a 5K, but it's probably going to be paced at like 25 seconds slower than what he could run if you think about him as a 12.50, 12.45 guy. Mm. Man, so I, I don't know. I feel like if his plan is to, I guess this could all change. Maybe he'll say something. I mean, I'm sure you'll find out by the time you get in the start line. But if he's going to just go with you for 3K and then like crush the last 2K, or like what his plan is for that, you know, because he can do that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I got to the line and Jesse gets him and he comes over and says, hey, like pace this for 3K and then get off. Yeah. I my mean, my speculation probably... is that he wants to get the standard in the most 
chill and relaxed situation as possible. As opposed to last year, going to Florence and it's like and he a won big that race too. And he's you know running twelve forty eight. This year, I feel like he's just trying to get the standard. And does he know the standard already though? No. So the standard he ran yeah. was in. Probably his ranking is like three. It is, but I think. True. But he's also in flag training right now. Like I don't think a thirteen low at race medi- at medium at medium altitude. Oh, we got to talk about that as well. <laughs> I don't think a thirteen zero race for him, or even going just under thirteen, is going to be much work for him. Like if he's the athlete that we know he is. What workout yeah. is he going to do after? And are you going to hop in it? Um, well, I had this fantasy. <laughs> That's some good speculation. Right I had there. this. I had this fantasy that. Um, George and I would be pacing and then we'd have a coffee cup sticker in our hand and we'd just give a little slap of the coffee sticker behind him and says, good luck, mate. Have Wait, a good where, one. where are you going to put it on him? On his b- buttocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he's just running around and then just this coffee cup sticker just sitting on the crowd, you know. On the Maybe cheek. we should put that on our shorts. What does that have honestly? to do with his post-race workout? <laughs> I'm getting there. You just interrupted me through my, my uh, idea of it. So obviously I'd get that done and then he'd get done with the run and, you know, he's probably not even breathing. He's just chilling and he's like, hey, you want to do some 400s at 56? And I look at him and I'll say bet. And then we'll, just, we'll just keep just going. We'll just keep going. Until someone yeah. can't do anymore. And he'd probably run like, what, 12.55 and win the race. And then I'm just like doing 56s with him. And then I just do like four and he does like 16. So Post-race, you guys do the exact workout that he did last year, well, which, post- was his, which was his famous, what was it? 20, 20 by 400. 400 f- averaging, averaging 56. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys just do that post-race. Together. With a minute recovery. And then uh, the classic uh, afterwards would be like, hey, man, do you want to have a beer? Go on the pod. Maybe, maybe. Hell and he's, he's going to say, "Hell in Iberia." Yeah, that's what I'm call, that's what we're calling beers now. It's a Hell in Iberia. Um, in <laughs> Can't recon- wait for her to get here. In, in, re- in recognition, <laughs> in recognition of our teammate that is, is currently still on her way. Um, but yeah, have a few Hell in Iberias, and then uh, and then I'll just do a classic chariot cheerio. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, and see him later, but because I'm I'm sure I'll see him in the weeks to come but i'd love to do a workout like i just it'd just be cool to be able to do that because he must be doing something after oh i'm sure he will Although, unless he's driving up to medium altitude at uh flagstaff to get in some uh and he's probably work. doing threshold in the morning though oh, sure. the race. yeah Mike, he's probably t- spoken to mike and said hey um <laughs> should i do triple or quadruple threshold Dude, that's the galaxy brain move is that all these chumps are out here doing post-race workouts why are we not doing pre-race, pre-race workouts <laughs> Dude, Dude, don't, don't let ritz don't let ritz no oh, ritz actually, will actually do that he, I don't want to hype up it's already done. Eugene Chat Club, whatever the fuck that's called. But they kind of do. Did you watch them? No. They, I don't even want to. Eugene Chat Club? Who's that? <laughs> teardrop. In oh, teardrop and, and, and hole? And yeah, hole yeah, yeah. They, I mean, those, they go run they, like 200s in the morning. I mean, those guys oh, work out every day. But they, but they, I don't think they do that as a workout. I think they do that because they think it makes them race the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But that's more, yeah. more than anyone else does. It's true. It's true. I think. I, that's actually really popular now for... Mm. Like especially 800 runners, I think about 40, 40 minutes before a race, we'll do like a 300 at race pace, which is extremely quick. For, yeah, for good I've actually done that for an 800 once. Really? Not a dream, but at, it's legit. Let's, let's, I think before my textbook George before my uh, 800 meter PB 152 on 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 the boards of Pocatello. Boys, quick, quick, big time. Sub two, unlike more. Um, That's a heavy hitters on this podcast. <laughs> uh, on the on the coffee club uh, records, it's probably the record, right? 152. I think you're faster, no. are you not? No, no, but <laughs> I, that's it. indoors. It doesn't count. Indoors doesn't count. Well, mate, this is indoor. Pocatello oh. on the boards. I just sit yeah. there. Yeah, but it's on the boards. Maybe yeah. add, okay, on, okay, spe- okay, big asterisk on a wooden track. On a wooden track. Straight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the boards. There's nothing on top of Quadruple it. Quadruple threshold before. <laughs> yeah. At altitude. At altitude. But when we, we got there, altitude, though. We, yeah. we, when we got to the track, like whatever, an hour and a half before the race or whatever, Smith like made us get out of the van. 
spike up and on the turf outside run like two all out, all out diagonals. Damn. Right when we got there. That's pretty or cool. Or jogged like one lap, ran a diagonal as hard as we could, took like 10 seconds rest to like turn around, ran what back. You, what did you then, say before that? Did you say like chop wood, carry water or <laughs> you'll find peace and happiness go if you go to sleep? And then, and then went in and like sat down. That's cool. Felt great during that 800 too. It was. Was he wearing his Smith glasses? Probably. <laughs> this guy is so, so I think, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's good enough for Mike Smith, then it's good enough for oh, me. Oh, it's good enough for me. Anything <laughs> that Mike Smith does is just like, it's already imprinted into a, like, a, like it's a beautiful, nice. I mean, how excited are you to have him there on Friday night? Well, he's going to be on the pod, so, you know, I'm just going to play it chill. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't want to make too don't big, big a deal. Big a deal are you going to ask him before the race to, sit, to, to, to like tell you to go to sleep? Yeah, I told pacing? him that I would trip up Abdi if uh, he doesn't get on the pod, so. Yeah, smart. Do, do we think Abdi's breaking the collegiate record? What is? Yeah. Well, I need to know what the collegiate record is first because I feel like I've heard so many. Thirteen oh eight. I think he can do yeah, it. Yeah, I think he can. Break Hand it. timed. I think he can break it. I mean, obviously, you know, you you got to be on, and I think if if Abdi Hamid is on, you'll you'll run. I think if the race is paced to thirteen ten, that's the ideal. That is ideal for him to, to, to go run that and then so, just close as hard as you can. Yeah. So I think he can do I that. I think he's gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, we should probably. Give a little rundown of some of the other races there because we have a bunch of our teammates racing yeah. as well. We got the. Have you guys seen that the women's fifteen hundred is getting a little bit hyped up as OAC versus UAC? Haven't talked about mm-hmm. UAC in a while. The UTI Track Club. Yeah, UTI. Yeah. <laughs> they've quiet. They've kind of been quiet, and then real uh, quiet. Was it Shannon and Sinclair versus Sage and Monsoon? Alicia, yeah, yeah. So that probably be a pretty good matchup. Honestly, yeah, I think it will be. I think Sage is obviously hungry. She she's like. Yeah, I just ran 159, so 64, 65 is going to feel easy. Alicia is, I don't know, we, we always just, I don't know what to say about Alicia. She's just, <laughs> she's just too good at running. <laughs> she's yeah, crazy. She's, she's able to, to crunch it. So it'll be, it'll be exciting for those two girls to get after it in that 1500 against United Airlines Track Club. But I mean, those are two of America's best 15, like women's 1500 meter runners. So it will be very tough, I think. It would be, yeah. Shannon, Shannon has consistently been really good. Sinclair... This, I, is, this would be a big test for Sinclair because she's yeah. just joined from from Bauman and obviously um, she's, she's training and she's racing and relays and it looks good for her in a positive side. So it'll be ex- exciting to see how she does. Yeah, I really like her. So I hope she's really yeah. good. I like both. I like I like those UTI track club girls. They're really nice. Um, and I'm excited for them to go head to head with the OAC, our OAC girls. It'll be good for the sport. So yeah. What else we got lined up? Carmella. Like Carmella. Oh, wait. Yeah, that is a 10K. Yeah. yeah. So Carmella's just... Doing a tanky, I think she found out like a week ago that she. <laughs> I, I think. Well, I think she always knew that she was racing, but I think at one point she was racing a five k, and then Ritz was kind of like, "You're looking pretty good. You could go race a ten k." Yeah. And I don't know. The thing with Carmela, I don't want to tell a story for her. I go follow her Instagram, or whatever. But she she loves to race. I think as a pro, she's being like, "Man, I want to race more. I want to mm. race more." And so the fact that she's racing the fifteen hundred pen and coming back doing a tanky, I think. Like that's what she it is hard to, to race exposure. a lot when she's got to run a bunch of ten k's. Yeah, that does make that, it really, that hard. really like. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a bunch of races, but I also have to fit in like three ten k's. Yeah, and ten k's like as we know, it takes a lot of time to recover afterwards <laughs> and a lot of lead up. So yeah, I mean five k's a little easier to do more of, but yeah, another ten k for Camilla. So excited to be there and support her and cheer her on. Yeah, especially when it's you're trying to run your PB. I mm. think for the ten k especially, yeah, the five k. Like running, I, I have more experience running hard 5Ks. When I run, have run my PB before in a 5K, I'm pretty fucked for like a few days. It definitely really takes it out of you. So, um, 
yeah, not easy to run a lot of those, but I don't know who else is in the race and what the pacing is or anything for that, but obviously we're going to be rooting for her to go out there 100%. and hopefully crush it. So I think that's it from in terms of who's oh, racing. I think Alicia's pacing it. Oh, well, so okay. that checks out. Yeah. So Alicia's going to pull an ollie and probably pace like 9,600. Yeah. Just hop off of one lap to go, just like looking real good. That'd be pretty cool. Cool way to do it. We'll, we'll give her a coffee club t-shirt to pace in. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be down. You know what'd be funny as well in that 5K if I just like went to lane three and just kept running until the race finished. <laughs> now you got to do the you got to do the Jakob Ingebrigtsen out uh, Eurocross and you go behind him and then you you hunch down behind him and mm-hmm. and then you outkick him at the end. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I'm very excited to see how Jakob. I kind of hope that I don't find out what Jakob's plan is for the race until, well, mm. I hope I never find it out until I witness it in person because I have no idea what he's going to do, but it's going to be very, very exciting to watch. The other big thing, which is pretty cool for us, which is happening at this meet, is you may have seen a few weeks ago, we had the new generation boys here in town and we had them on the podcast and all the stuff that we did with them is coming out across this next week. And so that's a few YouTube videos, which have already started to come out. And then the big one was their magazine episode, which it's not just about us, but it's mostly about us. And if you go to the meet, actually, I think for the first 500 people, they're giving Mm -hmm. them free magazines. I don't know if it costs money to go into the meet or anything, but you get a whole magazine for free. And so definitely try to be one of those first 500 I don't know how many people go to a meet. So I don't don't think (laughs) it's going to be hard to get a free copy because 500 is a lot, right? Yeah. I think, I mean, there's going to be more than 500 people there, yeah, there for will sure. Be, yeah, but... I don't think everyone will be getting a magazine, though. Like, they won't want one? I guess a free magazine, you want to take it. And it's it's cool. It's like, very we've cool. seen some samples, yeah. some epic photos, some articles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably wrong. I'm just thinking, 500 is like a... Like, it sounds like a lot. It, it sounds, sounds like a lot. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah, so that's probably why I'm thinking like that, but... But, yeah, check out that magazine because, yeah, the, we really like what the new gen guys do from a mm. creative standpoint and everything like that. And it's a cool medium to, it, yeah, it's a cool medium to like integrate with our team and kind of telling some of our stories and all that. And we had a very fun photo shoot for it. So we're very excited to see what the final product for that looks like. So definitely check that out. I think, I don't know if we even mentioned this yet, but On is sponsoring the meet as well. So there's going to be a few other events or I don't know if you'd call them events, but games and stuff there. To it's definitely going to be some chances to win some yeah. On gear and or OAC yeah thank mm-hmm. okay i got a question why the hell do people call gear swag is that what it is is that like it's actually is that actually what swag means because because when they were telling it's us an american thing maybe yeah like they're like yeah you can go <coughs> win some uh oh, we see swag, swag. Yeah. i'm like what what does that mean that's a good question. i think it's an american thing because we never call it swag so like does swag mean i thought swag was the gear? way you wore something yeah but then swagger maybe, yeah. yeah swagger i guess swagger like the gear is called swagger swag free stuff is called swag cool merch is called swag (laughs) yeah i'm i'm we might have to hop on urban dictionary later and look that up because i'm so does that mean when you so when you go to like a concert for example say we got a banks concert so he'd have a bunch of selling some swag because I'm going to be honest. Is that what he's saying that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know that. I'm what I'm saying is like in America, you're in Denver and you're seeing Bank and, this, and like Americans are like, oh, let's go buy some of Bank's swag. Yeah. I don't know who's saying that. If you say that, let us know. I'm not going to say not that. not trying to make fun of Americans. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just, guess we, we are. Just, but... We are in a way, but also I just don't know what that means. Like I, we should just call it merch. Maybe right? if it's Andy. We'll just make fun of Andy. If yeah. it's, just, it's just wheat's ice cream. Yeah. Come get Probably some... go find um, Andrew Wheatbakes. And he'll get and... you some swag. He'll get you some OEC stuff. So there's gonna be some games. 
I heard there's like a dancing one. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> It'll be interesting. Oh, wait. Yo, we got to mention the ice cream as well. Oh, yeah. Big news. Also, free magazine, but also go to the meet and go, uh, a friend of mine and now ours, uh, Creamy Boys Ice Cream, will be their official ice cream supplier of the track meet. Mm. He'll um, have a, hopefully, a food, he'll a be food there. truck. Yeah, it's a truck. It's pink. Sells New Zealand style ice cream. I assume Dunk is going to be running it. He does have some oh, other sure people there, but I'm sure he's going to be there. He actually texted me asking if we were coming. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I want to see him. So, yeah. so um, <laughs> be there. it's delicious. That's awesome. It's, um, it's the only New Zealand product that I yeah, uh, endorse. That I so. endorse. <laughs> this yeah. is a lot. This is a lot. You can be served ice cream yeah. by an, and you can be served New Zealand ice cream by a New Zealander at the track meet. And he's, then you can go and hang out with a New Zealander. He's a cool dude. Mm. Yeah. Maybe if I go, I'll help him churn out some ice cream. So maybe You'll I'll go, hop on get in, get in the van. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be really cool, actually. That'd be some cool content. A nice little crossover. <laughs> I personally recommend the Hokey Pokey flavor. <laughs> they like hand, they make their own well what do they call it here uh, we call it hokey pokey what is hockey hokey pokey like that crunchy bar stuff what do they call it here honeycomb honeycomb yeah yeah oh. i think that's what they call it here mm. mixed into ice cream yum it's freaking delicious sounds really good yeah so yeah that's sound i mean that's sound anything else Jakob I, Ingebrigtsen, Jakob's coming in. Love I, would, I would also we had a chat on the run i'd love to bring gus to this meet yeah because it would be pretty sweet for gus to have a little meet and greet and just on the infield yeah just walking around with his little in the beer garden yeah but we'll get we'll get him there eventually we'll get him to a meet eventually i am really sad that i won't be there for the interacting with all the are you really oec yeah. and coffee club fans are you really i guess not enough to go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think no, you got more important business i think more these boys will have a lot of stickers and hopefully on the instagram we'll put out some form of like some meetup thing and get some pictures with them or whatever and uh hand out a lot of stickers we just put in a new order for new stickers so we have enough for everyone so yeah definitely go harass these boys if you see them there get a picture with them especially because we won't be racing so you yeah. don't have to worry about how we feel don't don't worry race. about our feelings <laughs> yeah <laughs> just get the stickers, just get the stickers. Get the stickers. i just want the stickers <laughs> so yeah that's uh that sound running should be cool hopefully we can yeah have some cool stuff happening there some coffee club stuff but you know i think that's kind of like the bulk of what we wanted to talk about today one other thing that we did just want to touch on again because it was kind of like the main point of our podcast a few weeks ago actually with the new gen boys here as well was all the gabriella stafford stuff leaving bauman because it has come out that her sister lucia is her name lucia i think lucia yeah yeah she also left bauman but a very quiet quiet like it wasn't announced because it was i think all that was said about it up to this point maybe it's changed or maybe i missed something is that they just took her off the website <laughs> which is so brutal and to be fair she hasn't posted anything about it so she her obviously doesn't, doesn't have yeah it doesn't have bauman but yeah. she doesn't feel comfortable enough to like make the same type of statement she's that probably waiting did. maybe yeah maybe she's waiting for her opportunity to word it correctly and and give out her obviously it's her she, right also, she hasn't even that. been on the team for a year yeah i don't blame her she I just kind either. of yeah heads off with gabby a soft roll I'm, I'm sure she'll she'll mention something but i think yeah it's her right and her time whenever time that she feels that it's best to, to announce that she will i if she doesn't then it's not anyone's business really she'll go on and do her thing but it is we would also 
thinking like we did mention before like what would Bauman are they going to say anything or respond to it um, any form or media to address um, about Gabriella about Gabby Levin and uh, have we seen anything I don't think so <laughs> no I think they've just Real pretended quiet. that she hasn't lived it's interesting <laughs> It's interesting, too, that we bring it up because none of the athletes on the team as well, men or women, have said anything. Yeah, what, one of our main takeaways when we did talk about it was that we feel bad for the athletes because it puts them in a really awkward spot, especially we did mention Lucia specifically yeah. about and then her spot now spot. is she literally got removed from the website and there's been yeah. no further... Are we just assuming that the team has been told? To pretend like nothing's happened. I don't think How that they, would I don't they, think it's they hard to be told. It's, it's hard to assume that. I don't they, think just, are they all on the same page? Yeah. Not I to reckon, post? Without even talking about it. But they're not that. Or do you think they've talked about it amongst themselves? Oh, I'm like, sure they talk about yeah, it. I'm like, sure, right, guys, sure I'm not going to post anything. Are you going to post anything? But, but the thing know, is man. also like. Yeah, when you feel like that, I don't know. From sources that I've heard that Bauman aren't that cohesive like a lot of them live independent like do their own thing right so well, they're on training camp yeah together. They're, they're pretty freaking yeah but training camp's training a different camp. thing like maybe that's why there hasn't been any posts because i mean when the shelby thing came out nearly every girl except for a couple posted about how they didn't believe it and they were supporting her and stuff so literally like the way it looks at it right now is bauman have chosen to side with shelby and haven't said anything about gabby or lucia yeah, it's true. I guess that's where that's the way it looks like to me from my eyes. Yeah, that they're starting with Shelby. Like. Yeah, that's the way it looks. So it's really tough. I guess on one of them, you're defending Bauman, which you, as a member of Bauman, like you have a lot of in, you have invested interest in defending Bauman, and then the other one you're not defending Bauman. You're kind of admitting, like if you would, I don't know what they would say about Gabby. I mean, they should just say like she was a great teammate, et cetera, et cetera. Like sad to, see, sad to see her go. Mm. But I guess I can see how they don't want to get into like the specifics of it because they don't want to, they're in, just in such an awkward position to comment on that without saying anything negative about the team that they're a part of. Uh, and it can like, it just can be so personal too with the, like their situations. And yeah, it's just interesting that we haven't heard anything, but it's the way it's gone and that's the way it's going to continue to go i think and it is what probably, it is it is what it is that's and what it do that's yeah. what it do yogi <laughs> and, and the one thing is there's been no there's been nothing well that that's that's the other thing that you guys i think george said this or maybe you that because we did mention this as well in the podcast that i think we talked a little bit about what the potential aftermath was and i think we were like yeah probably nothing's gonna nothing. happen <laughs> like for the for the greater general nike etc like the sport and stuff probably people are just not gonna care which is sad it is sad and i think people that are dead hard fans will still post about it will still root for them will be the front foot soldiers for that whole empire whatever you want to call them the nike damn nau kids still signing up to the btc camp counselors they are aren't they i mean the the thing is at the end of the day that's a hard thing to change yeah i feel because they've got such a massive impact on the sport but it's funny because if you looked at it at any other team if this was occurring i feel like that team on that brand would just crumble yeah they wouldn't have the same no. robustness to just like Nike, sweep it under the rug I, and this is a sad thing to say and i, I maybe it's not true <laughs> it's a classic ollie hot take but i think i know more nike athletes that were dopers in the sport than any other brand that's not like, a fair thing to say in, I, in think about how many more nike athletes there are than every, yeah. every other brand but that's but also like i just don't feel like there's been other brands that have had as many 
I just, I don't know. Just, I, I did say it was a hot take. I said it was. <laughs> I, 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 I did try and warn you guys that that was going to be a That's a pretty wild take. <laughs> but like, I feel like most dopers or people that have been convicted of doping that I've seen have been Nike athletes. But I guess the population of Nike athletes is so much larger. Yeah, I think it's a pretty skewed thing. Because Nike's just been... Nike... If There's you, been two Nike big groups in this country that have been involved in doping scandals. Yeah. And they are still running. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, maybe some rebranding, but they're still, still running. Yeah. Well, tough spot to get into because then our coach is also involved in it. So. It is. And, and that's the thing. Like you, I feel like you, it's hard to hide from it because it's just, I think it's, it's embedded. Like Nike is embedded in American running culture. It's yeah. See, I don't, I don't know if, if you can blame Nike for that though, or it's just, more, no, I think it's, it's just, just the way, that. it's just the way it is. I think Nike is the yeah. dominant force and it doesn't matter what brand it is. They're going to have bleed into all these other corporations because as we know like there's so many professionals not just in running but in general work with these brands that they move from brand to brand like once one once they're in new balance none they're in adidas so there's a lot of turnover so but i feel like nike's just yeah it's just you just i forget sometimes how big nike really is Dude, <laughs> they're massive they're pretty big so their I, outreach is pretty pretty massive they now. have such a big impact on the sport and yeah <clears throat> some of it positive some of it negative so it's hard i'm sure every brand has that too it's just i think yeah. nike's i thought nike would be more criticized in that factor but maybe they are and I'm dude they made it. it through all the stuff about having the child labor so yeah i was gonna know, say true <laughs> they made it through a lot of a lot of bad publicity in the past yeah and phil knight did a classic uh classic saying of like oh well that's the best wage they could get in that country really? yeah i remember him seeing that statement and i was like this is such a rich person thing to say. <laughs> Have you guys read his, his memoir? It's actually so good. It is and it's really good. The thing, the thing with it, though, is it is probably just straight propaganda because it's a billionaire's memoir. Hmm. No shit, it's going to make him look really good. I mean, it's his it's his word. Like, yeah. why would he it say does make him look really good? But it is such a cool story. He was yeah. like, he was like runner at Oregon. It's like Stanford. I think he went Oregon, then Stanford for, for grad school. And then he took like the coolest trip around the world where he just visited like freaking 20 countries yeah. and he ended up in japan because the whole time he had this business plan that he had formulated in grad school to bring what is now asics yeah. to america and be their one supplier was it tiger back then or something i think it was called it was tiger no, was yeah it was a name onyx <sighs> it was it was tiger was like the was name one of the models, tiger wasn't maybe. yeah tiger wasn't the name of the brand I'm, I'm blanking on what it was obviously it was a japanese word uh but they were known as tiger for a bit though weren't they some some, yeah. some, some tiger was involved yeah in the name but <laughs> not an actual animal but, but he was just like importing them yeah right? he was an importer and then, was, and then it was like yeah <laughs> illegal, <laughs> illegal tigers and then it was blue ribbon sports and then they had a big falling out and he's like actually i think like i can start making these shoes myself and some classic like just a lot of like it's very interesting stuff with Bill Bauman too yeah like. cool stuff with Bauman. So, I mean, very good read. It's was Bill good. Bauman ever involved with Bauman? That's a pretty, really stupid question. I think he died a lot before. I'm say it. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't. They know just named the group after him. Yeah, it's just right. like yeah. Where's oh, the Nighthood group? Why don't they just call the Cooper Teardrop and Hulk Hocker group the Night the Night group? Dude, that's actually that's actually pretty. The Nighthood, cool. the Nighthood. The Nighthood. Well, it wasn't when we thinking more, like the dra the dragons or whatever they were going to be like film nights. No, they're going to be. Was it Craig just? They were going to be called from what I heard from Jess Jess Howell fellow australian um she said they're gonna either be blue ribbon which would have been dope they would yeah, or so victory victory is cool as well because that's mm. nike mm. that's that's a pretty cool but they went with the united i mean union sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah. which i just think like oh you the athletes you have on your team so sick 
And yeah. then you go with that name. Come on, bro. Yeah. And then the yeah. UAC training camp. Are yeah. we going to that? I hope so. Are we having, are we, are we having a UAC? We're having a summer camp. Is it the same time as Bauman? Because I want to go to both. Yeah. I'm going to the uh, UA. Hopefully they're back to back. We, we, have we, a UAC we also training? have one. Yeah. We do. Come to us. You know, you know, we're actually meant to be here in Boulder when it when it's happening, I, I believe. I think we'll be here. Which is going to be sick. And ours is cool because it's very Yeah, come to ours. Don't, don't go to anyone else. Ours is bitter. It's, ours is better because yeah. we... Um, but ours is hard because you, you have to apply for it. And it's I think ours is obviously, it's a collaboration with New Generation. So I think you have to be some form of a content creator to go to ours. I don't think it's just like running. Everyone has to be. I'm pretty sure. Well, what, I think wait, it's very what's exclusive. The, how content creation? Can you just have an Instagram or... Yeah. Content. Easy. Content. I, uh, no. I have one name. I have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but I know that's how the Is last gonna one Is it going to be a, a Gus meet and greet at the, the camp? <clears throat> they better Oh, be. definitely. Yeah. We should do some, like, some kid gets to come on the pod if they're like... Mm. Just roast the fuck out of them. <laughs> 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 Fucking loser spending your summer going to training camps. Well, he has to pay to come on the pod. <laughs> 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 These are good ideas. are good ideas. That's how we keep the pot afloat. Um, <laughs> damn good idea. That's how we keep the pot afloat. But then I th- I'm thinking of just having Gus walk around with a crown and a cape and he just, just wanders around the track. Yeah, the way that, so Drake Relays was obviously on this past weekend and they have, they're the Drake Bulldogs or whatever and their Bulldog has a blue crown and a, a cape oh, on. so freaking sweet. Gus, we want Gus, Gus, Gus to meet that boy. What's that what's bulldog's name? Or? I don't know what his name is, but. Gus could definitely beat him in a race. Yeah definitely so yes we gotta get gus a cool outfit that he likes to wear around and parade around in he's actually pretty good with clothing he doesn't really take it off so. <laughs> gus is so chill he's actually dude this is probably the first time that gus has joined us for a podcast in about 10 or 15 episodes <laughs> nice work gussy boy so thank you gus we appreciate you but given what the fans want <laughs> yeah finally i think that's it right yeah i think that's I think we it covered everything today. yeah Man, that was a nice chat good mm-hmm. to be back home for a little bit before yeah we've, we've downgraded in the uh there's no prank on field <laughs> yes it's, it's fine yeah. yes it's fine nah. hopefully uh it's all downhill you know, here. yeah hopefully we can get back to back to that back but. to the big leagues but yeah i think that's it that's episode 33 keep clicking them off week after week um, getting close and close to that 420 yeah that's our goal 420 69's <laughs> close yeah 69 is pretty close we're almost halfway yeah. hell yeah wait we are halfway no no 34 and a half 34 and a half. all right well thanks everyone for listening that's episode 33 of the podcast we'll see you guys next time